Welcome to Connecting the Dollars, a personal finance podcast. I'm Emily Augusto, a CPA and financial advisor. And I'm Amanda Vaught, attorney and financial advisor. Both Emily and I are co-owners at Propel Financial Advisors. Propel Financial Advisors is an investment management and financial planning company. We are fee-only fiduciaries and independent registered investment advisors. I'm based in Chicago and Amanda is in New York City, but we work with clients nationwide. The purpose of our podcast is to explore personal finance topics, including budgeting, investing, behavioral finance, current events, and other helpful information. We also hope you'll get to know us along the way. Thanks for listening. Hello, Amanda. Hey, Emily. How you doing? Doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm here in my rental apartment, which I am pointing out because today we were talking about buying a house. Yeah. And I'm here in my home office in somewhat sunny Chicago. And we're getting to the spring season. And usually the housing market goes crazy in the spring season, but it's already a bit crazy this year. So can you give a little background of why you think that's going on currently? Yeah. So um, what we have going on in the housing market right now is a confluence of several different factors. Um, And so one of them is driven by um, housing demand. So housing demand the past couple of years have been really high because of the pandemic. And then we also have a really low supply. Um, just to put some numbers on that, a normal amount of homes on the market around January is 1 million homes. And right now, or excuse me, as of January, 2022, it was at 284,000. So it's a very wow. significant difference in the amount of homes available. And then we have that also coupled with interest rates being at record lows. I think over the summer, the the 30-year mortgage rate was well below 3%. I think now it's gone up. I think it's almost the average 30 years now, almost four, but it's still still pretty low, which helps um, drive the prices of homes higher. Yeah. And then there's also the demographic aspect, Um, the millennials who are in their like mid, late 30s are in the prime home buying ages or years of their life. And we're also a really huge generation. So um, like you said, there's high demand, low supply. And also I feel like at least for me personally and some of my friends who are in that millennial generation that I mentioned, it's ingrained that we should be looking at houses at this time and like settling down and um, being adults, being adults, yeah, yeah, investing, not just throwing away your money on a rental. So, and some of that is really just misconceptions. Like, why, why do we think like that? Yeah, and why? I, and a lot of people feel like it's something they're supposed to do, right? Mm-hmm. And um, not everyone thinks through it um, right. or think it's just something you're supposed to do. Therefore, I should do it. So. Exactly. Today, we're going to get into some of these pros and cons and different factors to consider um, when we're talking about buying a home versus, say, investing in the stock market. Yeah. So let's see. The first thing, let's talk about monthly payments. In order to maintain a living space, you're either paying rent or paying a mortgage. So what are some pros of paying a mortgage? Well, that's 
one of the things that people say, oh, well, that's a great way to build wealth is by buying a home. And to an extent, that's true. And one of the reasons it is true is that um, it forces you to make a monthly payment to build your equity. And say, if you don't own a home, you're not forced to make an investment every month. Yeah. And like how I mentioned, people think maybe when they're renting, they're throwing away their money every month. But really, when I was renting, I thought of it as I'm paying someone else to deal with anything that goes wrong with the house. And it's not my responsibility. Yes, exactly. When I, I mean, I just said I rent and I love it when something goes wrong. We just we call the landlord and they deal with it. You know, recent flooding. Oh, there's a leak. You deal with it. Things mm -hmm. like that. Um, so in a way, you are paying to not have to spend your time or your energy on these types of things. Right. And then, you know, I talk to my friends who live in the suburbs or family and, you know, they spend their weekend mowing the yard or doing home repairs or um, all these things that I don't have to spend time on. So, yes, I can definitely speak to that. Um, yes. Luckily, we haven't had any issues lately, but it seemed like the first six months of buying a home was just every weekend you're doing something, you're paying for something new. So definitely something to consider. Yeah. Um. And then another thing to think about when deciding whether or not to buy a home is liquidity. And so what we mean by liquidity is just having access to those funds if you need them. So if you think about a home as an investment, not that we're saying that you should, but if you do and you think, oh, I have this money built up and then you go try to take it out, um, that can blow up in your face a little bit. I was talking to a friend the other day, so he had a home in Southern Illinois and moved up to Chicago about 10 years ago, and he just couldn't sell it. And it was a huge hassle for him because the place is six hours away and he was still responsible for it. Yeah. And then the other thing is refinancing. Um, you know, you say, oh, well, maybe I don't want you to sell it, but I can just refinance and take some money out that way if I need cash. And um, yes, that worked great over over this past summer, say in 2021, when the rates were really low, it was a great time to refinance um, or to take, do a cash out refinance. But, you know, sometimes life happens. And so you want to take that money out when rates are, are way up. You can't always control your timing on that. Um, yes. So it's not an automatic thing is, is what we're saying. Right. And along those lines, um, homes are expensive to maintain. So you already have to budget for your monthly mortgage payment, but you also have to build in a cushion for when those repairs are necessary. Mm -hmm. Repairs, general maintenance, right? Your property taxes, any damage from weather, um, insurance costs, that type of thing. Yeah. Or even if you just want to remodel. Yeah, it adds up. And then another thing along that line is the cost to buy and sell a home. A lot of people just seem to gloss over this, but I mean, brokers fees can get up to 6%, getting an attorney, um, paying other kind of real estate taxes when you buy and sell, these add up and they do cut in, you know, to the cost of your home. Mm -hmm. And that is a significant number compared to what you would pay if you bought stocks or bonds, right, Emily? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And just in general, comparing a home to stocks and bonds, there's it's a lot easier, like we were saying in the when we were talking about liquidity, it's so much easier to just go online or talk to your financial advisor and buy or sell a security. But when it comes to a home, 
and speaking to the costs of it, um, there's just so much more to consider and you have to live in your home for a certain amount of time and you may find that the gain is not actually really worth it. Potential gain, I should say. Yeah. Um, but getting into to potential gains, um, on average, the housing market does go up. I think we found numbers recently that said on average, the price of a house has gone up by 3.9% per year for the past 25 years, which is pretty good um, that it's gone up and not down. And so that's that's an average. And so obviously it's highly dependent on what area of the country you're in. Compared to the stock market, you're going to get returns on average closer to 10%. Um, so that's a significant difference. And that's an annual return. So that really adds up over time. Yep. Okay. So as far as returns, you get um, in general, on average, better returns in the stock market. And another thing to take into consideration is risk. So usually what we think of risk is higher risk gives you higher returns. Mm -hmm. So you might think, oh, well, higher returns in the stock market, that makes it more risky. Um, and so to certain extent, there is lower risk when you buy a home that it's not going to lose value, but a major other type of risk that you're getting into if you're putting all your money into a house is that you're losing a lot of diversification. You're putting all your eggs into one basket and everything is riding on your home potentially. Right. Um, so if we have another mortgage crisis, then your entire investment portfolio is basically bottomed out. Mm -hmm. And compared hope, yeah. Yeah, compared to if you were well diversified, I mean, so market goes down, everything goes down. When the market goes down, it's also a time, you know, when we see recessionary forces. So that's the time when you could be losing your job and you could yeah. be wanting to sell your house or downsize to a smaller home mm -hmm. um, because you've taken a pay cut or lost your job. And that's exactly the time that you don't want to be forced to sell a home. Right. Um, so it's just, you know, um, not that you shouldn't buy a home. We're not trying to say that that's not what people should do, but a lot of times it does come down to a personal decision about what's right for you, your family, and the type of community that you are moving into. Right, Emily? Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, I mean, we just saw with the pandemic that people are working from home and they can work pretty much anywhere. So do you want to tie yourself to a specific location or I think Amanda had mentioned to me that some of her friends had moved out of the city and now they regret it because they're stuck out there and that's not actually what they wanted. It was just kind of nice for the last two years. So yeah, yeah. It's, definitely, it's tricky. It's just a lot of things to consider. I mean, even in my experience, my husband and I purchased our home or one of the main factors of why we purchased our home was that we wanted to be close to the L to get downtown. And now neither of us even work downtown. So that was not a financial aspect. It was just a personal thing that worked for us at the time. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing is that you try to plan for these things, but you don't know what the future is going to hold. Right. Yeah. Um, and so when you do buy a piece of real estate, the general advice is own this home for five years or so to make it worth the cost that we mentioned earlier. Um, but when circumstances do change or life happens, you know, you might get feel like you're stuck. Yeah. And so. moving is a pain. I don't know anyone who <laughs> nobody likes moving. Who likes that? <laughs> My gosh. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I think, you know, we just, we do get a lot of questions about this. Should I buy a house? How do I save to buy a house? How much money should I put towards my mortgage payment versus say retirement savings? Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, like we said, it is personal, but in general, we do want to keep contributing to your retirement fund because that's going to give you better returns over time give you better um, liquidity and better flexibility in general. Um, And it's a better way to diversify your risk. Um, One more thing that we also get is people asking about paying off their mortgage early. Um, And what do you, what do you say to those types of clients who ask you about that, Emily? Yeah. Well, if it comes into some money and they're like, Oh, the first thing I would do is pay off my house. um, would not necessarily recommend that because those funds, you can invest them instead and get a higher return. If you're just paying off your mortgage, um, you're putting again, more money into that one asset that's not diversified and is Mm -hmm. not going to grow um, as much potentially over time as an investment in the market. Does that cover it? Yeah, I think we covered a lot of the different issues around home buying. So it's really just kind of if you're thinking about buying a home, we're not saying not to do it. We're just saying Mm -hmm. there's a lot more aspects to consider instead of just I've been told it's a good investment and it's just something I should do. And I'm at the point of my life when I should do it. There's there's so much more there. But yeah, so at the end of the day, all of these decisions really come down to the individual person. So even if we could say financially, the numbers add up to say, it's better to put your money in the stock market or and the bond market in a well-diversified investment portfolio instead of putting all your money into a home. But at the same time, people celebrate, you know, paying off their mortgage and having a home free and clear, and they're not mm-hmm. having parties to celebrate this well-diversified investment portfolio. So- you know, the just the feeling about things can really just drive these decisions in a way. And, and that's, you know, that's okay too. Right, Emily? Absolutely. But um, if you're thinking about doing any of these things and you do have an investment advisor, we always suggest talking to them about it, or you can always ask us questions, reach out to us at connecting the dollars at propel-fa.com. We will link all of our resources that we mentioned today on our website at connectingthedollars.com. And any other final thoughts you want to add, Amanda? Yeah, just we always love to hear from listeners. So please let us know if you have any questions. We love hearing from you. Yep. Thank you. See you soon. For all links and resources mentioned today, head over to connectingthedollars.com. Thank you for listening. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. This podcast does not engage in rendering legal, financial, or other professional services.